0: Now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. One, two,
1: three.
0: Doc Manson. At Doc Manson.
1: Yes? Yes, DC Matthews. At DC Matthews NAI
0: you hide these things under the camera and you wait for the show to start mm. and then you break out the treats mm. I had a whole topic ready to start off the conversation and you just sneak in there we had a thing I said to you about five minutes ago anything you want to talk about on the show yeah no, no, well I really thought you were kind of just I thought you were talking about wrestling I meant in general oh what you got? What you got there? Looks like I'm guessing a pumpkin and white chocolate confection. I would guess just based on mm. the look mm. that it is a Keebler mm. fudge stripe, oh. but pumpkin and white chocolate.
1: This is the Keebler fudge stripe pumpkin spice cookie.
0: Um, I I shouldn't be proud of myself mm. for being d- able to identify cookies. That should not be something that I brag about, mm. but I am feeling pretty darn good about being able to pick that out of the line.
1: I'm feeling pretty darn good about this cookie. It's um, it's quite tasty. It's got a nice spice to it. I don't know if this is technically white chocolate or fudge or what, but it's also got a nice sweetness to it. It's a very well-balanced uh, You know, as we move into this Halloween season, um, it's a very well-balanced pumpkin spice spice, uh, confection. I give this the thumbs up. I'm going to eat this whole package of cookies. Not now, but, you know, eventually.
0: Well, I am glad you are enjoying Mm. it. What is the ratio? Do you get an actual white chocolate flavor? Because white chocolate is one of those things that either tastes amazing, terrible, or like nothing.
1: It mostly tastes like nothing. I think the pumpkin spice mostly overpowers here. But there's definitely a sweetness that I don't think the cookie would have otherwise. So, So it's good. I'm not convinced it's just white chocolate flavor. There may be flavoring in that chocolate coating. I'm not sure. It's good, though.
0: I like it. All right. Mm. All right. Where does it rank compared to the apple pie Oreos? Another seasonal staple.
1: Well... I mean, I'm going to have to give this the edge, I think, just because it's pumpkin spice, as opposed to apple pie. Although, I guess I would probably say that I could eat more of the Oreos in a single sitting than I could eat of these.
0: Do you have any more of the apple pie Oreos? I don't know. Because if you do, what I would like you to do for the neighborhood is I would like you to take an apple pie Oreo. I would like you to twist it open. I would like you to put the pumpkin spice keebler cookie in between the two apple pie halves and I would like you to eat it as one big bite.
1: I no longer eat Oreos like that. I no longer All place right. things inside of other
0: Oreos, even if it happens to be other Oreos. You're not going to treat. You're not going to turduck in your Oreos anymore. Nope, that part of my We're life is that. over. <laughs> Oh, anytime I can get turducken into a conversation. Have you ever had a turducken? No, but it sounds delightful. I want one. I would like to try one. I've um, been bothering uh, to start. I've
1: been bothering Mrs. Manson to make a Christmas goose. I don't know why. It's not a turducken. It's not anything quite so extravagant, but it is fairly
0: extravagant, and I think that's the appeal. Well, yes. Because then you could say there never was such a goose and, quote, my dad's favorite line from A Christmas Carol. Besides, are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? That sort of thing. Um, you understand, of course, that Mrs. Manson, I don't believe I'm telling tales out of school here, is Jewish. Yeah. We are an interfaith household. You are an interfaith household. I know that. And she would, for you, she would cook you up a Christmas goose. Absolutely. Just, I don't know where we'd find a goose. That's the tricky part. You gotta find a specialty store. Mm.
1: I'd settle for Cornish hens, I think. That's easy to do. Yeah, those are available.
0: That, that I think she'll do. Mm. You ever had duck? We're, I have. It's good, right? It's very good. Uh, the the restaurant where we had our rehearsal dinner back when it was open um, had a teriyaki duck wonton thing that was amazing. That was out on that main road? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's closed now. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, that place but, was good. Um,
0: yeah, but they had a teriyaki duck wonton appetizer dish that I could have eaten every day. It was so delicious. Mm. Yeah, I'm a duck fan. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. No. There, there aren't many meats that I've tried that I don't like. Name one that you don't like. Lamb. You don't like lamb? And I think that was mainly because the one I... I'm not wild about super pink meats. Like, I'm not interested in super rare. So mm. the lamb I had was very rare, and it didn't do anything for me. Mm. I would prefer a more medium... Cooking on my meat. But, And I know that's – that's so hmm, to some people, okay. hmm. that's a crime because I'd even go medium slash medium well, and people are like, oh, you can't go medium well. I would assume you're more of a medium rare type of person. I am. I am. You like that warm pink center? Is that what medium rare is? I
1: guess, although you could even go towards rare if you like. I mean, it depends on where I am and if I trust the, uh, the cooking uh, folk – if it seems like I'm in a nice fancy place, uh, I'll let them go rarer than I would say at the ground
0: round. Fair enough. Do they even still have ground round? I assume before? so. Okay. When you cook your so, when you're cooking your own steaks, what do you?
1: Oh yeah, I tend to go medium rare there.
0: All right. Well, I wasn't. I'm not even going to ask the question. I was going to. Why not? Ask to start the show. Well, because we already just start, like. This is not DC and Doc talk. We're seven minutes in and we're, we haven't discussed hey, any bit of wrestling. There is yet. a
1: long history of me talking about pumpkin spice at the beginning of this DDT wrestling show. I don't see any oh, reason no. why that has to be that on DC and Doc. That part is Doctor. fine.
0: That part is fine. But now we're getting into Christmas geese and our preferences of meat temperatures. Um, I was going to ask if you ever wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep. Hmm. Um, Rarely, but yes, I guess so. Because I woke up this morning thinking it was like morning, morning. Mm. Got up, put my glasses on, went to the kitchen to get a drink of water, which is where the clock is. We don't have a clock in our bedroom. And saw that it was 3.15. Interesting.
1: But in all fairness, that is only like 45 minutes before you
0: normally get up. True. Had it been 4.15, I would have just woken up. But I tried to go back to sleep. And wound up not being able to. So I have been up since 3.50. But see, that's – I I don't
1: know. I don't really count that because, again, you normally do get up, like, at 4 o'clock. That's like me saying, oh, I woke up at, you know, 5.15 and couldn't go back to sleep. I mean, that's not really the case. It's just I woke up early and I couldn't fall back asleep. Like, waking up in the middle of the night is like – I mean, for you, it would be like waking up It's 9 p.m. and I just woke up. For me, it's like, you know, 2 a.m. But, you know.
0: So what do you do? The question I was going to ask is what do you do when you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep? Do you read? Do you go into – do you peruse the internet? Do you just lay there and contemplate the mysteries of the universe? It
1: depends on the degree to which I can't go back to sleep. Typically, if I first wake up, I'll try to go back to sleep. Uh, If that's not working, maybe I'll put uh, my headphones on. I'll start up a podcast – Uh, Maybe I'll put on like a guided meditation or something like that. If that doesn't work, um, if I'm really just awake, I'll probably just get up out of bed, go to my computer, spend an hour reading or doing something, and then maybe go back to bed and see if I can fall asleep.
0: I should bring headphones and a podcast in. That would have been a smart idea. I finished the book I was reading and then got up for a while and eventually went back and laid down and must have dozed for a bit.
1: Well, here's my secret. Before- I um, I listen to podcasts pretty much every night as I'm falling asleep. Headphones in is how I go to
0: bed. Does, does an editor ever bother you when you, you know, do you go back? Be- what is that? This is a tasty cake. You gotta let me know how many of these things we're gonna have. You can't just break a Tasty Cake out ten minutes in. Well, and in all fairness... You can't just whip out your Tasty cake. Can't I? Um, I wish it
1: was not a planned whipping out of this Tasty Cake.
0: I, I saw a little light flicker on the Ghostbusters poster behind you, so I assumed somebody brought you something. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. I'm guessing she ate the other one in... And decided it would be best to deliver it. So, now I'm eating this. Which is better, that or the Keebler? Well, I don't know. I guess I'll go with the Keebler thing again. Tasty cakes aren't that tasty. They're just kind of sweet. It's just like a white cake and frosting. I don't know.
0: So, you're eating it more because somebody gave it to you, not because you want to. Yeah, I'm
1: kind of a garbage disposal that way.
0: All right. Yep. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Where were we? So you listen to – so what would bother me about that is if I started falling asleep during a podcast, I would wake up the next morning and feel like I need to go back and catch up on what I missed. Do you do that or is it just if you fall asleep, you fall asleep? It
1: depends. But typically I put the timer on my podcast app for about 20 minutes and if I miss anything, I don't miss that
0: much. All right. Well, that's something I should consider because – <clears throat> that would be good. Um, do you fall asleep first or after your wife? Um, I think
1: typically first. We tend to go to bed at the same time uh, every night, but I I definitely fall asleep I think quicker than she
0: does. Fair enough. All right. I try to be the second one, because I don't know if you know this about me, um, but I'm loud when I sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you have to say about pretty that. much. All right. I wouldn't want to be um, rude. You can you can be rude if you need to be. No, we're all friends here. Are we? I won't take offense. Oh, okay. We oh, are, right, right. Oh, we oh yeah. Are friends. Clearly, clear, yes. Okay. <laughs> so what's going on, sir? Uh, well, I have a list of wrestling topics, though now I'm almost tempted to just say, you know what, whatever. <laughs> uh, let, let's dive in a little bit. The biggest news for Doc Manson, um, despite the fact that I don't know if I saw a single tweet about it, is that... It's definitely that, his... that
1: NAI Pop has launched. DC no, and Doc launched. Talk is now on
0: the main feed. Is that... We got... That It has not launched yet, but we are on the main feed, and I have received comments from people I have never heard of before complimenting us on, and mainly you, but complimenting us on debating the merits of various superpowers from a realistic scientific Now, reasons. hold on a second, though. Why, why is the one show that's not about
1: wrestling on the wrestling network and not to the keep, other one?
0: To keep... The, the spirit going. We have always been the nonconformists, and I believe we are going to continue to be the nonconformists. All right. So we are going to continue to be on that show. We will now start incorporating a little bit more wrestling. Then you know, future episodes of DC and Doc Talk will have some wrestling content there, but it will also continue to be just two guys shooting the breeze about meat and tasty cakes and things of that nature and the superhero poop problem so, but, but
1: okay but that, that confuses me then um what 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 is doc manson going to do on NAI pop
0: why what what is he going to do with this new network what would you like to do on NAI pop i've given you a couple of different options and, yeah a couple of different options so that were I just been, me talking to myself no i if you wanted, if you put out feelers, you would have to go out there. Stop it with the faces. If you would have, if you wanted to put out feelers to Mister Liam Stryker about doing a B movie podcast, I bet you money. He
1: would be uh, but, okay, here's the thing. So as I understand it, you you are going to do a show on this network. There
0: is a show that I am taking. W- oh wait, yeah. is was that announced? Could I? Did I just spoil something? No, it's it has been it has been announced. The show has no title because the show has no title currently, but there will be a '90s nostalgia show that Mr. Maltov and Mr. Chip and I will be bandying about in some form or fashion. I, Details are hazy at this point, but is, we're, we're supposed to? Is be this doing a weekly show? It. No. This will be a perhaps every other week, if not once a month. It's not going to be a regular. Do you remember show. that
1: time? When we went to breakfast with uh, the New Age Insiders and uh, Bill Neville and Dylan and uh, Chip. And I don't know if you remembered this, but we were sitting at that breakfast table. It was, I don't know, 1045 or so in the morning. And Chip picked up his phone and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be recording with Tony at 11 o'clock. And everybody just sort of looked at Chip and said, no, you're not. You're still in Connecticut. (laughs) My question is, how long do you think that you can deal with that sort of recording schedule? To be fair,
0: and I love Chip dearly, but if he, you know, chipples himself out of this podcast, that's his own fault. As long as, and I think that's the whole idea, is there's there's a number of people involved, so as long as two of them are there, we're in good shape. I see. So okay. that way, if, if Chip is unavailable because he's fallen in a manhole or something like that, and he's just stuck in a sewer, which, you know, wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. We're going to finish this show,
1: and we're going to hear about how he spent tonight stuck in a sewer. That's That's Chip's luck. I know it.
0: He'll be listening to this, and he'll he'll be in bed listening to this at four in the morning and will somehow fall in a sewer. No, he, I mean he'll just wake up.
1: And when he wakes up, he will be in a sewer.
0: <laughs> With Leonardo and Michelangelo.
1: Perhaps. Chippa Chipatello. Well, you yeah, know, maybe uh, April O'Neill will be there, so he can have, just have, you know, a high point. Well, there you go. All right. Um what was, uh, yeah, what was I, April's friend's name? The one with the sweater? Irma. Irma. Uh, Irma. What was her last name?
0: Irma. <laughs> I don't know. Irma. Irma. Hmm. All right. Speaking of which, of course, you know, general thoughts and good wishes to those in Florida dealing with the remnants of Hurricane Irma, since we brought up Irma. Huh.
1: You know what the funny thing is? I didn't make the connection, that connection. In- until That's okay. you just...
0: Yeah, I almost think that one of the there was another guy reporter who always wore a pink shirt. I wouldn't be surprised if his name was Harvey. I
1: wouldn't either. I not have been. I feel like it maybe it was Vern or Vernon.
0: Oh, you might be right. But it might be Vern. He
1: was a jerk, wasn't he? He was the jerk he reporter. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now I gotta look it up because now I want to know Casey why. Jones. Um, But yes, long story short, whatever you want to do Uh, in this uh, show or in the NAI pop thing, I can't do multiple things. I have to stop. You should do. If you want to host a show, pitch a show. You want to come join us on the 90s show? You're of the same age that I am. You you were there for the 90s. You could join the conversation. Whatever happened to – what was your favorite – let's just do it now since we're – What's your favorite 90s sitcom? Family Matters, Full House, Boy Meets World, Step by Step. Hmm. Clarissa Explains It All. I don't know. Dinosaurs.
1: Dinosaurs was good. I like dinosaurs. I Surprisingly, ah, yeah. I liked Clarissa Explains It All. I didn't care for Step by Step. I thought that show was lame. Full Fair House. Hanging
0: with Mr. Cooper. Full
1: House I watched but I don't really think even then I thought it was funny. Um
0: Yeah you watched Fuller House.
1: Fuller House was excellent. Um Family Matters maybe was my favorite of those. Maybe. Right. Maybe I mean not not the later seasons, but you know, early.
0: Yeah. No, the later seasons by the time he became Stefan or Cal. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all done with that. All right. How about no yeah. Perfect what, Strangers?
0: That's my heart right yeah. there. What about... Now we are so happy. What, we do the dance of Joy. Yes. Die, 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 die. die that might the, be die, my die, favorite.
1: Die. <laughs> yeah. But also, I I don't know. I liked Coach as well. Um,
0: <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever seen an episode of No?
1: Coach. Craig T. Nelson? Not a fan? I I know who's in yeah. it.
0: Okay. I just don't know that I ever saw it. Cheers. Cheers,
1: but that's kind of more. Is that more '80s? Now we're talking. That's more of an '80s yeah
0: Frasier is more of a '90s show. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Nobody likes Frasier. I I had I had a list of topics. What? And I knew as I was writing this list down, I said to myself, "Self, none of these are going to get talked about. We are going to get derailed onto something. There's no way I can predict what it is." But at least I have something to fall back on. We're going to get to, like, three of these, and that's going to be the end of the show. Which I'm fine with, because talking with you is among my favorite things to do in life. So. Um, <laughs> Make them He's just eating his cookies. Before um, I derailed you, you yet again, why don't you ask me about Oscar? I was about to until you interrupted me. Asuka's going to Raw. She has forfeited the NXT title. She is going to Raw. Home of Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Emma, um, Dana Brooke. Your thoughts. Right move, wrong move. Right show, wrong show. Right show, wrong roster. So you'd prefer her to be on Raw with Charlotte and Becky and... Them. yeah
1: basically i think asuka should be on the same show as charlotte
0: okay but
1: i think raw is the better choice one it keeps her away from shinsuke nakamura for now which i think is helpful for her to establish herself on her own credits and uh i think raw generally being seen as the a show makes her seem like a bigger deal which is what my asuka deserves
0: fair enough that makes a lot of sense um, but i am actually so you...
1: legitimately sort of broken up about the fact that she is not on the same show as charlotte uh, i guess people could get swapped around but it really seems to me like that would be the money match for wrestlemania I, I don't
0: i think the fact that it's september means we're probably okay yeah probably but i don't know you know what i mean there could be a sh- there could be a shake up if.
1: Do I want to see Asuka versus Nia Jax again? No. Do I want to see Asuka versus Bailey again? No. The, the reason why I say that, though, I don't mean to be dismissive of either of those talents. I like Bailey quite a bit. You know, I'm not as big of a personal fan of Nia Jax as some others, but again, I'm not going to, um, you know, take away from her abilities here. My, my point is, though, in NXT, the the, the the more major programs that we watched Asuka be a part of uh, back in the day was a program with Bailey and a program mm-hmm. with Nia Jax. We've seen it. I don't need to see it again. Give me something fresh. And okay, you tell me, well, Charlotte, I'm sorry, Sasha Banks is there and Alexa Bliss is there, and I guess that's all well and good. But if I had to pick someone who I really want to see her working with,
0: it's Charlotte. I guess my – I'm totally with you on that. However, if you put her on the same show as Charlotte, she has to wrestle Charlotte right away. I guess, Like, you can't have her on the same show as Charlotte while she goes off and wrestles Naomi. Well, I mean,
1: don't get me wrong. I would have said something similar about when Charlotte moved to SmackDown. I would have said – well, Charlotte, as soon as she moves to SmackDown, has to be in the title picture. And she has done nothing except be in the title picture since going to SmackDown. So I don't know if anything is, is guaranteed like that. I, I yeah. think she had maybe one title match since she went to SmackDown. She earned a match, and that was, like, it. Like, they've done nothing yeah. but keep her out of, that, out of that, that place. And I don't know... I mean, I know why it gives other people a chance to shine, but... But what are they doing with her? She's doing the sidelines thing with Becky where they're best friends. Like and I think most weeks they're not even on television.
0: Well, lately I think she's been with her father, which is admirable the WWE would say, "Look, we're obviously right now currently we're not doing anything with you. We will give you some time to be with your dad." and i don't know man
1: imagine she's been posting a lot of instagram pictures with becky that makes me think that wherever they are they're
0: together they might be and i think she's returned to live events and things i think they you know there was a time when you and i were on this show having a conversation about the fact that charlotte and sasha were wrestling like their fourth or fifth pay-per-view against each other and we were kind of Tiring of having either of them in the title picture. Well, yeah, but that's well, because when... Sasha's terrible. That was a joke. That was a joke.
1: Sasha is very talented. She is a lovely young Remember, woman. Doc
0: Manson is running for office.
1: Yes, that was. I just wanted to know. You could take that out of context if you want. You could play that little sound clip, but I just want everybody to know. It was just said for comedic effect. Sasha is a wonderful human being. And I would like to endorse her uh, for anything that she would like to do.
0: Yes. No, I, you know, I think when uh, she For instance, if comes... she'd like to be on the new Muppet
1: Show, I think that would be a wonderful fit for her. Um, I hear they're looking for a new Kermit the Frog. Uh, I think that, you know, she might have the voice talents that she might be able to, you know, uh, be a constructive member... Of such a cast. I wonder if she's into puppetry. I know people who are into puppetry. Maybe they should talk. Sasha, have your people call my people.
0: We can make this happen. What? You have figured out in the week, in the week, since you publicly announced you were running for office, you've determined how to continue to be just a horrible person... While also being politically correct, and I commend you for that.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: And of course you don't. Of course you don't. And that's fine. You're not excited for Oscar versus Sasha Banks? Okay. I think Charlotte, when she makes her return, gets put back into the title picture unless they're planning some sort of Charlotte Bailey thing. Or not Charlotte Bailey, Charlotte Becky thing. Um, I'm curious to know if we are going to get a female Royal Rumble this year. And I suppose we should jump down a bunch of topics because we're here now. We, we did not finish covering the May Young Classic, but it is over now. So we can talk about the winners. <clears throat>
1: so here's the thing. I have not watched all of the May Young Classic. I have not watched one episode since
0: we last me watched me either
1: and i managed to not spoil myself on the finalists i was perfectly fine going into watching wrestling this week and then i sat down to watch smackdown and every single commercial break they showed me the finalists of that tournament and i was rather irritated by that i didn't think there was any i, nece- I didn't think that was necessary I don't feel like enough time has passed that that was an acceptable thing to do. There were, I mean, I understand you want to advertise what you're about to do. You want to get those people's names out there, I guess, on television. I get it, but I just don't think the scheduling of all of this was to my liking anyways. I understand why it was done. I can't really complain about it, but at the same time, I was a little irritated to have that spoiled for me. Just because I wanted to watch SmackDown this week.
0: Well, and they were doing the finals right after SmackDown.
1: That's fine. But I, again, I just don't know that this release schedule, the way they did it, was the right way to do it. If this is how they wanted to do their... Like, if they had released one episode a week and we had had, you know, eight weeks of this or something, and then there was the finals at the end, and if I was behind a week there, well, that's on me, I guess. But to dump – did they dump four
0: weeks? Four episodes – they dumped four episodes a week. Yeah, for two weeks. So the first four episodes got you through the first round. The second four episodes got you through the next three rounds. Yeah. So by the time that ended, you knew who the final
1: I feel like it sure. was too much to ask me to watch all of that in that amount of time – Yes, That's all.
0: I would agree with you. I, I'm i wondering if they thought that the Cruiserweight tournament went on too long, so they tried to... Well,
1: I think they've seen that other um, streaming networks have had a lot of success with the binge model. You, know, you just drop all your episodes and people will just sit there. Like me, I watched The Defenders, eight episodes. I watched that inside of three days, probably, right?
0: Yeah, but you didn't have five hours plus pay-per-views of other wrestling to consume. Correct. and Like, they didn't drop they didn't drop the Defenders while saying, oh, I'll well, also watch Daredevil and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and S.H.I.E.L.D. and The Inhumans and whatever. Right,
1: exactly. Um, and I don't know. I just, I don't know that wrestling is the sort of thing that I want to binge watch. I'm sure there are people out there who do. Um, so again, only speaking for myself, but I just not, I'm just not sure... I sit down and watch three hours of raw and that oftentimes feels like at least an hour too much, you know? Yeah. So to sit down and watch four hours of a tournament back to back like that, it's just not for me. And I can see I think it is for others, but it's, it's not for me
0: with, with the exception of pay-per-views. I think two hours is the perfect amount of time for a wrestling show SmackDown. When I watch it live, is ideal you want to end it you want it you want to be surprised when the main event happens and wonder where the time went you want to go oh my goodness it's 9 35 already right hey i agree check that out one hour is too short you've said this yourself you watch lucha underground lucha underground ends back when you were watching religiously and and passionately you wanted more you actually want you sometimes would sit and watch the replay of the hour you just watched again
1: yeah, I actually did so that think, for the first time in a long time uh, yesterday.
0: All right. What was
1: it? Lucha Underground.
0: What was it? What about it was so good you sat and watched it twice?
1: Um, Matanza versus oh, Rey Mysterio.
0: Just... Fair enough. That's probably right. what it was. Well, good. And it was good, obviously. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, so maybe they need to split the difference between what they did with the Cruiserweight Classic and what they did with the Mae Young Classic and be like, we're going to release two episodes a week. So you only have two hours of it to watch. It'll be done in whatever, four weeks instead of eight or instead of two, which is essentially what happened.
1: It really feels like the WWE Network has less original content now than when it started um and i know that's not true because all that content
0: that they released before is still there but they're not releasing new stuff i think it is true we don't have a new season of breaking ground uh thankfully we do not have as far as i know a new season of holy foley we do not have as currently i'm aware a new season of the edge and christian show did they ever release
1: i kind of thought that They only released a few episodes of that Camp WWE show, and, like, they had more in the hopper. Yeah,
0: they did one season.
1: But did they ever release the rest of them, or was that it?
0: I think that's it, at least for now. And, you know, they still do Table for Three, I think, sometimes. They still do Storytime, which I think is what Camp WWE became, is wrestlers are telling stories, and they animate it. Okay. That's probably what they... They still have the... You know 24 documentaries but they're not doing major stuff and i think i don't know if it's ratings wise or money wise but yeah there's not a huge amount of new stuff coming out on wwe network which is fine by me i'm not watching the stuff that's there despite the fact that you know yeah. i could be um so you've had it spoiled do you know who the winner was or did you avoid that too no i think i know who it is so the final was Kyrie Zane, Zane, versus the MMA girl we don't like, the Hamburglar. Yes, and thankfully, at least for us, uh, Kyrie Zane won. And now, this is the part I want to discuss: is going to be heading to the next NXT Takeover to wrestle for the women's title against who? Though the, the logical choice would be ember moon because she was the last woman to wrestle for the title but they haven't said
1: she was the last woman to lose a match for the women's title that doesn't make any sense to me
0: you could make the case that she potentially injured the champion forcing her to relinquish the title so therefore i'm guessing it's going to be her versus ember moon Maybe they make some sort of multi-woman match. Maybe Nikki Cross gets in there somehow. Or maybe maybe, they could have some sort of, yeah, they
1: could have some sort of multi-week women's tournament where they determine the number one contender for the NXT championship and the winner of that could wrestle that Japanese lady that everybody likes.
0: You have very expressive eyes. Thanks. Just want you to know. Um, so, how does this rank to you compared to the cruiserweight classic or the United Kingdom tournament?
1: I only watched half of it, so I don't know.
0: Well, I think that would say clearly it's at the bottom.
1: Well, I kind of put—that's how I, I kind of put it. off watching it because we weren't gonna watch it. I thought maybe we would get back to watching it. I didn't want to watch it before that if we decided we were gonna keep watching it. At some point, I would like to watch the rest of it, but I will tell you, knowing who made it to the finals, I am now less inclined to go back and watch those episodes I didn't watch.
0: I would go back and watch and skip the episodes, or skip the matches that featured the MMA lady.
1: I mean, I'm biased because I don't care for the MMA wrestling style that a lot of those MMA competitors tend to have when they step into a wrestling ring I think I talked about that very much when we saw her perform on the episodes of the May young classic wrestle tracks that we did but is she good does she get any better I was not impressed like I don't I didn't feel like this was somebody who should be in the finals of your tournament.
0: She's in the finals of the tournament solely because we're doing It's a Means to an End to get Ronda Rousey in the WWE ring, perhaps at WrestleMania. That might be why Asuka's on Raw, because Charlotte's going to be doing the Four Horsewoman thing. If they're going to do that, wouldn't you do that at Survivor Series? No, because it's not a big enough show for Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is... WrestleMania or maybe SummerSlam. Yeah,
1: I guess. But on top of that, you still could have set that up
0: without having this person make it to the finals. It could have. I get it. Like, but that's exact. That's the only reason it happens, so that they could. Because I am sure when I go to watch the finals, Ronda Rousey will be in the crowd. Oh
1: yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I'm. i just. This is a means. This is a means to an end. And while part of me appreciates the business sense that they had to do it, they're using the tournament. To set up something else, I have to respect that, but I personally have See, very little interest in that story. Not
1: do I have no very little interest in it. I I don't respect that. I don't respect it because there's something there was something about the cruiserweight classic that was to me very pure. And don't get me wrong, you could say that look, Doc. This is exactly what happened in the Cruiserweight Classic. We got a bunch of guys. There were some who wanted to do business and some who didn't want to do business. And we hired the best ones. But And the, we hired the ones that were willing to have a contract with us, right? Because there were plenty of guys who we thought were going to make the, the tournament. They didn't make it there. And it's really just a business decision that they didn't make it there, right? But even still, there was something about the way that tournament – turned out, that still felt pure. It felt like you were doing this as a showcase for a bunch of these unknown guys in the independents, and the fact that, honestly, although there were different levels of those guys, there were some guys that we expected to make it, some that we didn't, it didn't really feel like they were doing a WWE move when the classic came down to T.J. Perkins versus Grand Battle League. There was nothing in there that screamed to me, "Oh, this is pure WWE, ignoring the fans, ignoring the indies, ignoring the passion, and just doing their business thing." If anything, it seemed like that that was just a random putting together. Not mean, not random, but these were guys they thought could go and you know. It happened that way just because they didn't – the people maybe that they would have liked to have put there weren't able to. But because of that, there was a purity, I think, to that tournament where it didn't feel like things were just being done for the obvious sort of business reason. I'm not making my point as well as I would like, but I think you get what I'm trying to say. Um, I do. It,
0: I disagree with it, but I get what you're saying. And
1: I also feel the exact same way about the UK tournament. I feel like, again, these are a lot of guys I didn't know. Uh, These are a lot of guys who, to my knowledge, most of them that appeared on that show had no prior connections. I wasn't seeing these people week after week on NXT. And I I felt this, again, same sort of way about the cruiserweights. But in this women's tournament, I really feel like every other match in that first round... Or maybe even every match, one of the competitors was someone from NXT or someone that they'd hired, uh, one of their new Chinese stars or whatever. It was. It seemed like every single step of the way in the women's tournament was to get somebody over or exposure for somebody that they had a vested interest in, and it didn't feel like that to me with the cruiserweights. Maybe somewhat to an extent with the UK, but less so. This time, it just seemed so overwhelmingly like. Okay, well that's clearly what you're doing here, and then to bring it all the way to the finals like that, it just again it just leaves a lousy taste in my mouth. I, I I don't I feel like this was the first time where it looked like okay we're the biggest people in the world. We're gonna put on this tournament. We're gonna give exposure to all these people. We're gonna we're gonna see which ones that we'd like to hire. I understand that that's a self-serving motivation, but all the other times it just sort of seemed more more loose. This one seemed designed. This one seemed more more of that standard sort of WWE, um, uh, not storytelling, but it seemed like they were just running through the script this time. You know what I mean? And I don't know. There's something about the whole thing I found off-putting.
0: Can you say that having only seen five episodes?
1: No, but that's the impression that I have from the episodes I saw and knowing how those finals turned out.
0: That's fair. I think the Cruiserweight Classic is different. TJ Perkins and Grand Metallic is absolute well, maybe not the same thing, but it is similar to me as what we got with the Mae Young Classic. Because you cannot tell me that TJ Perkins and Grand Metalik were the two shining stars of that tournament. If that tournament was supposed to if that tournament ended the way it was supposed to end, it would have been Zack Saber Jr. versus Kota Ibushi. But neither of those guys was going to sign with WWE. So they, I believe. Lost in the semifinals.
1: Right. And so to the two WWE. And that's teams. why I, I that's why I, I you know I said, and I agree with what you're saying, um, you know, clearly there was still business decisions there. Different people would have won that tournament if business was, you know, completely out of it. If they were really just interested in doing something completely pure. By all means, they would have given the stage to the the fan favorites, the guys, you know, even if they couldn't get a business deal done. Well, these are the guys best in the world. We just we should highlight. So, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying it's 100 percent pure, but even still, no. I feel like I feel like where T.J. I... Perkins and Grand Talik were still less obvious choices and felt more, I don't know, random or,
0: or something where I will agree with you, where I will agree with you. Is that they made it, I believe, to the semifinals. The semifinals of the May Young Classic featured four women who are now under contract, I believe. Tony Storm, sorry if I'm spoiling it for you, but Tony Storm, who is the girl with the hat, yep. the two from the finals, and Mercedes, the tattooed lady. Yeah. And I believe during the broadcast of the finals, they announced that Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez, along with one or two other women, have now signed with WWE. So WWE went ahead and said, we are going to make this about the women that we are going to have in this tournament. Now, would WWE have signed Saber Urabushi if they had been interested? Of course they would have. They would have been foolish not to. But at least you had those guys. So when Perkins beat one of them or Metallic beat the other one, you were like, oh, okay, this is, you know... You beat some of the best in the world. I can't say, and maybe I'm just not as experienced in women's wrestling, I can't say that either Kyrie Zane or Shayna Baszler, I think that's her name, beat the best in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not wild about it. It did, you know, we talked about how Kyrie Zane very much seemed like she was the shining star of this tournament, which made me actually think she wasn't going to win, but they just went with they. <laughs> The girl that looks like she's had the most thought put into her character, she won. Yeah. Is she talented? Great. Are we going to go from one NXT champion that's Japanese to another Japanese NXT women's champion? I don't know. That seems weird. Maybe it's weird of me to think it's weird, but that seems weird. Yeah, you're pretty weird. Like, is Ember Moon going to lose to the other Japanese lady?
1: Well, if she does, it's because that Japanese lady is very talented.
0: Well, yes, of course. There. Congressman, yes, you're right. She is very talented. But I don't know. I think it's hard for me to judge it fully when I didn't see the whole thing. But I intentionally have not watched the finals because I was just like.
1: It kind of sounds like everybody that we liked who was left didn't even make it to the semifinals.
0: That's the only reason I'm interested, is I'm like, I wanna know what happened to Abby Lace, I wanna know what happened to Rhea Ripley, uh Piper Niven, you know, all of those women that we did. The USO find show. Who's
1: the USO show? Lacey Evans. Yes. Yeah.
0: I liked her. I liked her I was gimmick. Like, the Usos were in this? Yeah, well, you know. Um this I this wasn't on the sheet, but we have new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. We do? The New Day won the titles on SmackDown.
1: Oh, yeah. Who cares?
0: In the Sin City Street. So track. what are they now? 18 times? Four times. Four-time four tag team
1: Four-time tag team champions or four-time SmackDown tag team champions? Two of each. Or... Two Raw, two
0: SmackDown. Okay. Two Raw, two
1: SmackDown. Well, it feels like this is like their 21st tag team championship reign. I, I'm actually really surprised to hear it's only, it's only the four. fourth.
0: Well, one of them was however many days... That rain was. Yeah, that's true. One of those rains was over a year. So calling it now, Authors of Pain, going to SmackDown. This was solely to get put the belts on a face team so that the Authors of Pain can show up and beat the crap out of them. Okay. Just at some point there need to be more teams. At some point. You can't just have the same six teams in two divisions. Because Brizango, Doc Manson at Doc Manson, was on 205 Live. They were not on SmackDown because they were on 205 Live. They joined Enzo Amore. I don't think they actually joined him on camera, but they are now WWE stars going to the Cruiserweight division. How does this feel to you? Fandango's kind of tall. Yeah. You're, I don't know that they're wrestling like it may have just been like a one off appearance, but he probably does not. I, he weighs probably more like two thirty to So if he wrestles, they're going to have to kind of. You know, mm-hmm. he's a cruiserweight. Mm. Well, they got to do something been... with
1: that show because.
0: I think it's a net positive. You took Enzo Amore and Breezango, two guys, two talents, or three talents, I suppose, who are very much about pizzazz and personality, and you put them on a show that has neither of either. That's not
1: true. Jack Gallagher has plenty of pizzazz. Well, and
0: now he's a heel. Fair. So I think we can assume that Enzo Amore is going to fight Jack Gallagher for a while, which should be entertaining, because Jack Gallagher can say all those things that we all want to hear, like Enzo's a ruffian and a scoundrel. And...
1: and he can say all those things about how the audience doesn't like him because he's not American. and It's going to be great. Can't wait.
0: It's going to be great. This really turned into a negative show.
1: It's not my fault!
0: I for... I, I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. It's just... it's. It's just the movie. Let's talk about Kevin Owens. Yeah. Let's talk about Kevin Owens, because I don't think... Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Kevin Owens. Oh. Yeah, let's talk about Kevin Owens.
1: Let's talk about how the absolute worst possible thing that could happen in a wrestling show, on a wrestling show, happened this week on SmackDown. Let's talk about that.
0: You're talking about the part right at the end, aren't you?
1: Yes, I am talking about the part right at
0: the end. (laughs) She's back.
1: Stephanie McMahon... Has returned to WWE television.
0: Don't you think that they was took just, like, like one of the best? I don't think she's on. They took one of the best be
1: things that could have possibly have happened. Vince McMahon back on SmackDown first time in four years in an awesome, awesome interaction with Kevin Owens. They set that guy up to be the next big. And all Shane McMahon now has to do is go out there, have a match with him, put the icing on the Kevin Owens cake, and make him the biggest star that they have on SmackDown. And what did they do with that? They had Stephanie McMahon come out in a Tron dress, get in his face, and march her way to the ring to help her father.
0: She looked like Seth Rollins. She looked like an idiot. I I saw that picture tweeted out. Her dress was essentially what Seth Rollins used to wear.
1: The only way, the only way I like this is if Triple H shows up and Kevin Owens, as his chosen NXT champion, is just following Triple H's orders. And Triple H now is aligned against the McMahons and some sort of elaborate scheme to wrest control of SmackDown away from Shane McMahon.
0: He's got the, you know, you've got Owens, you've got Rusev there. He was tempted. He was technically kind of part of that group back before WrestleMania. You've got Bobby Roode there, who could fit in that. Like, it's possible. Was Bobby? I, Roode I don't know on if McMahon, I'm sorry. Is
1: Bobby Roode on television this week? No. Was he on television last week? I don't know. I don't think so. What is going on with Bobby Roode?
0: I love when you get mad. It's the same thing I feel about my wife. I'm like, I love when you get mad at anyone but me. It's just the greatest feeling in the world. Mm. Just, um, I don't know. I don't know. what. Well, part of the thing is you put, uh, you know what's going on with Bobby Roode? You know what's going on with Bobby Roode? I heard this on any iPod and they're totally right. Dolph Ziggler's going on. Because he's talking about all of these guys who do entrances, and he's going to pick on Bobby Roode and the Glorious Entrance, and we're going to get Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler for the next two or three months. Because that's
1: what everybody's first feud on SmackDown is.
0: I don't understand – no, I do understand why they're trying to get him over as a face. Bobby Roode is such a natural heel, much in the same way that Kevin Owens is. Kevin Owens, I do not believe, has been a face at all in his WWE career, counting NXT, except for the hug. Like, he hugged Sami Zayn when Sami Zayn won the title. And for those, like, 30 seconds, he was a good guy until he turned heel. Like, Bobby Roode is so easily a heel. Just because he has an entrance that wrestling fans sing to does not mean you make him a babyface. I don't, I don't. I don't understand. Mm-hmm.
1: You let people boo Roman know. Reigns out of the building. Why can't you let us cheer Bobby Roode while letting him be a heel? I
0: don't, I don't get it. Exactly. I yeah. Um, outside of the Stephanie McMahon thing, which I didn't think about until you said it, and then I was like, of course he's gonna hate it. That soured probably your whole week of wrestling was the fact that she came back out. Uh huh. Um, but this is a big moment for Kevin Owens, with or without Stephanie McMahon. Or do you are you really are you really going on the Stephanie ruined it for him? Is that what you're really doing?
1: We'll see how Stephanie is used in future weeks, because all I know is if she comes out there next week and slaps Kevin Owens over and over again and Kevin Owens just shies away because he can't do anything to her, like I I'm just
0: Yeah, I understand. I get what you're saying. I don't think so, because she's always been on Raw. Like, Shane McMahon is still, he's he's no longer suspended, so he is still the commissioner or general manager or whatever of SmackDown. I think this was just Stephanie coming out to make it seem more real. Shane wasn't there to check on Dad, so Stephanie came out to check on her father, who was bleeding. Like, that was, somebody was like, oh, man, how'd they pull off that blade job? I'm like, no. <laughs> Vince said, you hit me in the head as hard as you can. And he did. Yep. Because <laughs> you saw the blood. He says, you make me light. bleed or you're fired. Yeah, probably. Like, this is only going to yeah. And, you know, how often does your boss look at you and say, make me bleed? So far, never. All right. Only once for me. Um how many more times does Vince McMahon do this? Is this the last one? I hope. Is this the last guy that Vince gives the Vinnie Mac rub to? I don't know. Which sounds dirtier than I meant it to I'm be. I'm sure
1: he can give the rub to a few other guys in different ways, but, I mean, in terms of getting physical, I mean, if this isn't the last one, you can't do it that many more times.
0: Yeah, we're talking, you know, Stone Cold, apparently CM Punk, those were the two names there were some other, there were one or two others Jericho maybe like only a handful of guys have been able to cross the boss uh Titus O'Neil. Uh. so Ooh, ah. is now is Kevin Owens now the biggest star on Smackdown
1: I mean aside from Stephanie McMahon I guess so.
0: That really ruined it for you. It really did.
1: She's the center yeah. of everything when she's on television.
0: All right. So, if next if next week SmackDown comes and goes and Stephanie is not on, is Kevin Owens the biggest star on SmackDown? Now?
1: Possibly. I mean, as we said, Brizango is on 205 Live now. So, I mean, it would seem AJ like Styles- there's no one else left.
0: AJ Styles is big, but he's not that big. Jinder Mahal is big, but I'm telling you, we're counting down the day that India tour happens in about a week. I'm I'm telling you, I'm I, I'm still hoping we go Jinder to Shinsuke. Shinsuke loses to Owens, and then Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble, and we get Zayn versus Owens at WrestleMania.
1: I will say. They've been spending an awful lot of time these last couple of weeks on Kevin... Reminding us yeah. that they're a thing. Reminding us of the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing. So, yeah. I guess it's still possible. And for Sami Zayn's sake, I hope it happens.
0: Did he lose the Aiden English again? I think he did. I think he put over Aiden English again. Again? I think he's done it now twice.
1: Yeah, yeah. he did it at least once. I don't remember what happened last night.
0: And I'm assuming at some point he'll feud with Dolph Ziggler because he's another guy where Ziggler can get mad at. Um, let's see. We've covered many of the major things. I will tell you this. Um, I went ahead, you know, we have a couple of emails, but I also went ahead and asked fans just to send us topics uh-huh. to discuss via Twitter. Okay. At Doc Manson, at NAI, And we have, you know... We have two emails, but I have four Twitter topics. Okay. So we actually have a decent amount of fan interaction here. Do you want to start with the emails, or would you like to start with the Twitter?
1: Uh, let's start with the Twitter.
0: All right. Tweet! Uh, the first Tweet! One... Tweet! Tweet! We're going to have to isolate that and do that every single time. Now. I'll just do it live. Uh, the it's first fine. one comes from who I have now dubbed... The bestest of the besties. And that would be Glenn. Glenn? Our good buddy Glenn. Um, and Glenn asked us, asked us, and I think we've talked about this before, but let's do it again. Doc Manson, your earliest wrestling memory? Uh,
1: borrowing a VHS cassette um, from my mom's boss at the jewelry store. He had recorded SummerSlam on it. I don't remember what year. Maybe like... Maybe like 89 or something like
0: that. Okay.
1: I don't know. That's probably my earliest memory.
0: All right. I tried, you know, I always go with WrestleMania 9, but I had to have been watching it beforehand. I wouldn't just start with a WrestleMania. So I've been racking my brain. It might be the Ultimate Warrior... Getting the Papa Shango blood drippy stuff could be okay. That might be the first memory because I'm all you know. I'm like, well, Owen turning on Brett, but that was before WrestleMania ten, so that couldn't be it. So I think it might be Papa Shango and the Undertaker or the Ultimate Warrior might be my first wrestling memory.
1: Um, When was like under? No, I'm sorry. When was like Macho Man versus Warrior? When was that?
0: That would have been like well. Probably after Mania 6, so 90. That might be... Macho King. Yeah. 90, 90, 91. Did they
1: do a SummerSlam?
0: I don't know if they did a SummerSlam. They did a WrestleMania. WrestleMania 8. WrestleMania 8 was, I think... or no, maybe 7. No, it was 7. 7 was Savage Warrior in a retirement match because that's when Elizabeth came back. And then that summer, they got married. Warrior
1: defeated Savage at SummerSlam 92.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's later than you thought. Yeah. SummerSlam 89 might be like Zeus. Hmm. We might be talking like the Zeus era. Maybe. Okay. So maybe a little later. Yeah, maybe. Since we brought up Randy Savage and Elizabeth and the weddings, I'm actually going to jump to the email here, ddtwrestling at gmail.com, because one of these emails actually has to do with this. Okay. Um, and it comes from our good buddy Mitchell Uh, Do you want to read it, or should I? It's a little lengthy. I'm happy to read it if you'd like.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I can read this one. Our good friend, Mitchell Monroe. First off, just because I'm overly excited, I just want to say that the last time I emailed you, I did not have a fiancé. And now I do.
0: Congratulations goes out to Mitchell and the lovely future... Mrs. Monroe, perhaps, or maybe she will keep her name.
1: Mrs. Mitchell. Secondly, I want to comment on the air of mystery you guys spoke of last week. I love that very few people know who you two actually are and what you look like. I sometimes try to find myself imagining you two talking face-to-face based on the descriptions you give in the shows and your t-shirt. Heck, When we had Doc on the Gift of Podcast last year for Eggnog and an Open Fire, he asked me if we were using webcam, and I said, absolutely not. I wanted to keep the mystery alive. You don't have to say this on air, but we're doing that promotion again this year. Hint, hint, DC Matthews. Wall! I'd like to point out that they have not invited me back. I am upset, Mitchell. (coughs) Now
0: let me finish the scene. He no longer congratulates you on being engaged.
1: (laughs) But I suppose I should ask an actual question for you two to discuss. In light of my recent engagement, I'll ask this. Favorite in-ring wedding segments throughout wrestling history?
0: All right. Well, thank you, Mitchell. I believe that's at gift of podcast. I I think this is. Yeah. Um, Randy and Elizabeth is always my go-to, though – kane and lita was funny kane and lita was funny kane and lita was good um i can't remember any others i guess triple h and stephanie in the drive the vegas drive through counts as a wedding segment yep and i think test and stephanie were gonna have one at one point which that's probably the same one though
1: didn't the undertaker and stephanie have one at one point
0: oh the dark like ministry wedding yeah yeah that might be all right yeah. I'm going to go with Randy and Liz. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's the one. So, And then you get Jake Roberts and The Undertaker crashing the reception. Oh, which yeah. Which was great. Oh, yeah. So, so,
1: out of curiosity, what do you think he thinks we look like based off the descriptions we give in the shows? Uh,
0: I've compared myself to an incredibly out-of-shape Rusev before. And I've likened you to John Hodgman. So I'm assuming he goes with that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I would love to see someone try to sketch us just based on what they think we look like, just to see what they would come up with. Artists of the neighborhood. (laughs) You are put on notice. All right. Back to Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Seven new notifications. Tweet. Tweet. Uh, Tweetly tweet. Uh. Jen Malon, our resident meteorologist, would like us to discuss the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle, and I was able to consult my notes based on a book I read this summer. I could actually, I did not have to Google the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. Heisenberg's Uncertainty Principle is that when it comes to, I believe, an electron, we can know its speed, we can know its position, but we can never know both at the same time.
1: Okay, so what would you like to discuss about this theory?
0: I'm just proud I could find it in a notebook. That's all I wanted to say. (laughs) I don't know exactly how you discuss it. You're the scientist. I hope no one tries to stump the scientist. I apologize to you for getting irrationally upset on your behalf. What? do. You You got upset? The whole thing where Pav says he stumped the scientist, and I was like, hey... Poth, don't don't piss off people. You <laughs> <and> then... <laughs> did piss me off. Did, wait, no, I understand you, that. I thought you were just... Wait, so wait, you actually were mad? I got slightly offended on your behalf because I'm like, we are not doing a podcast. At no point have you claimed to be the grand high poobah of all scientific knowledge. So bragging about the fact that you sent out a tweet or an email that had a scientific concept you were unfamiliar with, and then bragging about it. And I know, in hindsight, Pav was obviously being a little sarcastic, but you can't tell that on Twitter, so I was kind of like, hey, Pav. Do we need to have um, another
1: Twitter Twittervention for you? You're taking this far no. too
0: seriously. No, but you are my friend, and I have, you know, in many ways, continued to encourage you to be a scientist and things on Twitter. So if somebody is going to call your intelligence into question <laughs> i will come to your defense well
1: oh, i just want you to know that if anybody wants to you know cut you down i'm going to watch from the <laughs> sidelines let it happen and laugh myself to sleep
0: <laughs> well good i'll listen to a
1: podcast when i go to that's sleep. right
0: um, and by the way because to- you
1: probably forgot this but i think i think Pob said he did too he had asked in that email If you leave a goldfish in the dark, does it turn white or another color? And I said at the time, I have no idea. And you said in response to, ah, you stumped the scientist. That's where that even came from. You said it. And it's not that I have no idea. I could have ruminated on it, but I just didn't really think it was something that you wanted to gab about towards the end of the show. or an hour and six minutes in, and I know you want to go off and, you know, get on with your evening. I mean... Okay, no, so by an hour it's and got- six
0: minutes into a podcast, more than likely I just have to go to the bathroom. Me too.
1: <laughs> Do you want to pause?
0: No. Do you have to go now? No, I was a
1: joke. It was that's no, I'm, comedy. I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fine. Because I,
0: I, I now have started to prep and not drink for a couple of hours before the show, so I don't have to go.
1: Mm, mm. I'm just going to have to get like a barrel underneath the desk. I've considered that. I'm sure you have. And that's disgusting. I have a
0: big water bottle, and I'm like, if I just pour the water out.
1: Yeah, we'll just pour the water on the floor. It's fine.
0: (laughs) if there's going to be some liquid on the floor, I'd rather (laughs) be water than the alternative. Well, fair enough. Um, Uh, So wait, is that true? If you were to put a goldfish completely in the dark, would it change its color? I don't know how goldfish pigmentation works. Well, neither do I. But I could ruminate
1: on it. My guess is... That their pigmentation probably works like most others, which is to say it gets darker when exposed to the sun or light, and it gets probably less shaded in other areas. I don't know for sure. I doubt it turns white, but it probably gets a lighter shade of yellow or something.
0: Or the it seems unlikely. But maybe. Right. Who knows? If anything like I said, it probably becomes a slider shade of yellow, well, but whatever. Then I apo- I apologize again because you're right, I did say stuff to scientists. So I brought this on myself. You did. And then Pav took my own words. You worked yourself into a at. shoot, brother. And in 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 penance for that, I will now read Pav's email. Yes. DDT Wrestling. At gmail.com. Hey guys. Are WWE suffering from PTSD? Would you say are WWE or is WWE? They are technically a plural, but it's a company. So what is grammatically correct? I think is. I like that you really considered that. I think it is. Because like the company look, is a singular at entity at like as a company. Yes, I would think so too. But again, regardless. Allow me to explain. We are living in the backdrop of John Cena versus The Undertaker never happening at that level. We are living in the backdrop of Sting versus The Undertaker never happening. And this year we have seen Orton versus Styles, Cena versus Nakamura, Orton versus Nakamura, and even Cena versus Get Off My Lawn, copyright at Doc Manson. This week with one commonality on free TV. If you notice, we may not have long left with these performers. Jason. I'm assuming he's referring to at New Age Insiders, made a great point about Styles working with Ellsworth as wasting precious time. As, don't look now, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 was nearly four years ago. Cena has limited time left. Plus, Orton vs. Styles was seemingly pushed forward with AJ set for Raw this past April, even getting red merch. Who knows if we would have got this match in the future had it not happened. I feel these matches may have been pushed forward as you never know when you get this chance again. I was very disappointed that Chris Jericho vs. The Undertaker took place on a SmackDown in Sheffield, England, at a time when SmackDown was taped, as I believed this deserved Big 4 pay-per-view build, especially 2008-2010 Chris Jericho. But luckily it did happen, as we would have never got to see it otherwise, as they never crossed paths after, except for an Elimination Chamber match. A possible 08-10 Jericho vs. The Undertaker is a podcast within itself DC, definitely go back and watch the Y2J-HBK 2008 feud. Or is the reason for these matches the same as a previous email topic, being, have dream matches on TV and B-pay-per-views as big fours sell themselves? We'd usually see a dream match like Joe versus Lesnar at SummerSlam with a fatal four-way to tread water at a B-pay-per-view. With Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan on the books unable to wrestle despite wanting to, creative is reminded every day of what-if matches. And perhaps that's why we are seeing Cena and Orton put over Nakamura while they still can. Fun fact number two. Honey never spoils. You can actually eat honey from 3,000 years ago. Source, Business Insider, the P underscore A underscore B. Your thoughts. Doc Manson.
1: I, I wait. How does PTSD
0: factor into the rest of that email? Explain that to me. I believe the idea is they got, and and this is this goes back to something that we've been talking about since you and I were sharing a Google Doc back when we were the number two contenders. WWE got burned by Daniel Bryan, and they got burned by CM Punk, and I think since then. They have been treating things very differently. And I believe what Pab is saying is we've missed out on so many dream matches. Partially because of that. And like partially he references Cena versus the undertaker or sting versus the undertaker um, that they're trying to strike while the iron is hot. Orton is healthy. Nakamura is healthy. Let's have them wrestle now rather than trying to wait for the right moment. We just talked about Oscar versus Charlotte being a WrestleMania match if she's on SmackDown, it happens at a B pay-per-view in November or December. So, you know, I think that's what Pav's main thesis is, is that, you know, why are we having the, why are these matches, why are we getting Braun versus Brock and Cena versus Reigns at no flippin' mercy? As opposed to both of those could be Mania main events. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. So, I love Hmm. this email. And it's not just because I'm trying to get back on Pop's good side. I know I am. (laughs) Because Pop loves me. Everybody loves Um, you. Everybody loves me. But, uh, you know, it's an interesting topic. I think partially it's to sell network subscriptions. A lot of people, I would think, are going to sign up for the network for No Mercy just because those are two big matches. I also have begun to believe that... Uh, Cena versus Reigns is not actually going to happen. No? I think it's going to be one of those like Reigns takes Cena out before the match starts or it becomes like a no contest sort of thing and they push it back a couple of months. Didn't
1: you make that same production for Baron Corbin and um, Tyler Breeze? Tyler Breeze? No. Tyler Breeze? Ty Dillinger.
0: I thought that Ty Dillinger was going to, or Baron Corbin was going to come out and keep the U.S. title match from happening. And Baron Corbin did come out. I was right then. But not before the match even started. No, but most of my predictions are wrong. I don't see why that has to matter.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Um, all right, that's interesting. I, I guess so. I mean, yeah, you got to sell this network somehow. And at some point, that means you need people to want to see your monthly pay-per-views, even if they're not one of the big four. So you have to go. You have to put matches on there that people want to see. In theory, yeah, because you know they can't afford versus... to have a big four anymore. When you think
0: about it, no, they have to have a big twelve.
1: Yeah, they need to or have. They need they to have a reason for forward. people to stay subscribed year round. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we on time here? Are we have after... Oh my goodness, we're well over an hour i have two more topics uh we could save these topics for a future episode or we can just try to breeze through them now because we also need to get to our um post of positivity or piece of positivity oscar's here oscar's here everyone hello so what do you want to do um did you even mention the topics yet uh, let's see. What do we got here? We have uh, Jeremy at E-Plan NFL or E-Plan NFL. Uh Bands we cannot stand or we could not stand as younger people, but now appreciate. I'll say that again. Bands that we could not stand in our younger days, but now we appreciate.
1: Oh, well, I mean, I think yours is clearly Linkin Park. Uh, I know you have grown to deeply appreciate Uh, Their music.
0: Why you gotta mock the dead? Is he dead? The lead singer of Linkin Park? Yes, he died like four weeks ago. Really? Yes! Huh. (laughs) Alright, well, you're clearly a big fan of Drowning Pool. Who's Drowning Pool?
1: I don't know, I think he's also dead, though. Oh, is that Let the Bodies Hit the Floor? Yeah,
0: that's the one. No, my band would be the Moody Blues. The who's a what's? The Moody Blues. Never heard of them. My dad was a big fan and played their music all the time. And, you you know, a lot of times you really don't like the music your dad plays all the time. But now I enjoy them. I like all the music my dad plays. I feel the same way about Cat Stevens. I like Cat Stevens, but I've always liked Cat Stevens. Uh, See, so you, you, you've you had a classic taste. You've been a Harry Chapin fan. I would not have been able, like, I've listened to maybe one Harry Chapin song in my life.
1: Yeah. I don't know. My dad so. used to listen to um, bands that I, I, I liked then and I really like now. Like, he used to listen to The Beatles, uh, The Stones, Tom Petty, uh, Pink Floyd, uh, Jimi Hendrix, The Doors. I mean, all those bands. I don't know, I guess I never had that phase where I rebelled against the music choices of my parents. I've always sort of liked all those people, and I still do, so I don't know.
0: Yeah. Do you have a, like, were were you a big gangster rap fan?
1: (laughs) No, not really.
0: I mean, there's really nobody. I mean, to the spirit
1: of his question, is there a band that I didn't like that I suddenly do now, or at at least appreciate? I don't think so. I think all the people who I've never liked, I still don't like, you know, Um, like Nickelback is still fucking terrible. That's just the way it is. Um, Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think on that one more, I guess. But I guess I've just always I'm I'm very stagnant in my tastes, I guess. I I don't know.
0: All right. The final uh, topic. And thank you all. Thank you to Glenn and Jen and Pov, and Mitchell, and Jeremy, and Chick, because we're getting a topic from our good friend Chick. Wrestlers from the past that you wish did better than they did. So wrestlers from the past that you wish had made it further than they did. Wrestlers from the past that you wish made it further than they did. So again, Jake Roberts comes to mind, would have made an interesting world champion, never had that opportunity.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, the obvious ones, I think, are Jake, Robert, eh, eh, Jake Roberts and the other one for me probably is Mr. Perfect. Um, mm-hmm.
0: But even then, I would say those are household names and Hall of Famers. I'm starting to try to think of this like I'm going to go ahead and say Eugene. OK. Nick Dinsmore was a phenomenal wrestler and they gave him a terrible gimmick. Maybe it was his idea. I don't know. But they gave the, the gimmick was bad and he made the best of it, but he could have done something different that would have probably resulted in more critical acclaim.
1: I, so I agree Eugene is
0: an, a wrestler I like that I wish could have done something more. Hmm,
1: that's another good one. Um geez. I don't know, man. I could I could go a, a different way with it. Um like I might say someone like China. I mean, obviously, again, household name, somebody who did go on to do great things in her career. But if if she could have sort of been more together and not had the issues that she had, I think she probably had the possibility to go a lot further uh,
0: than she did. You know, great, great pick. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Goldust is going to get into the Hall of Fame. And I, let me Ooh, say, right hey, here, hey, that's for, a good one. Just, just for five or ten seconds, I loved the Bray Wyatt Goldust stuff, like in the fact that they made that comparison to Finn Balor with the face paint and everything. I was like, that is, I appreciated that bit of storytelling that went on there. So I would, I would say Goldust again. He's gonna get into the Hall of Fame. He had a twenty-year career on a gimmick. You know, they talked about this on an iPod. But I think Goldust, in some form or fashion, could have been a world champion. Dustin Rhodes could have been a world champion. So, that's one that I would come. I would pick Shelton Benjamin. Another name that you know back when he was wrestling Triple H and Shawn Michaels and almost beating them. Well, he's back now. He that. could still have that career, right? I'm a fan. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take Shelton Benjamin any way I can get him.
1: I kind of wish that Christian had been a bigger deal in the WWE, um, which is weird to yeah. say because I mean I think he was WWE champion, yeah. right? So, but again,
0: yes, but at the same time, in the in a dual brand era, he was never the guy. Yeah, he was the other guy. Right. So interesting. Again, and again, we can we might be able if we sat here and thought about it. We'll probably come up with more names, but off the top of our heads, those were pretty good ones. So, thank you, Che. And again, I really wish that the Shockmaster had worked out. I don't know. There's something about him. I would have loved to see what they actually had planned for that had he not fallen through the wall. <laughs> what you? We just gave you a glittery stormtrooper helmet. What's your endgame, Oli Anderson? What do you? What do you have planned for this guy? All right. What's your piece of positivity? Because we're we're coming up on the 90-minute mark, which is usually when the wheels fall off. Piece of positivity heading into your week end.
1: Mm, all things considered, it was a real good segment for Kevin Owens on SmackDown this week.
0: It was. It really was. Um, whether or not this means anything, a cruiserweight wrestler wrestled a main roster wrestler on Monday Night Raw. And yes, it's Enzo Amore versus The Miz. But regardless, a guy who is on 205 Live wrestled a guy who is not on 205 Live. I believe, I actually tweeted this out in in the conversation, I believe the last time that technically happened was during the Royal Rumble when Jack Gallagher was part of it. Hmm. Like, we usually don't see cruiserweights wrestling non-cruiserweights. So I'm hoping, I'm sure it means nothing but I'm hoping it means something. All right. That's fair. So, all right. It is fair. And it is fair that you are just a stunning conversationalist and one of the world's truly great people, Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. Flattered. Yes. Yes, you. Even if you hide your tasty cakes from me. Um, all right. Doc Manson is like, there's something going on with Oscar and Mrs. Manson outside the door. So we are going to let the good doctor go start his weekend or at least his thursday evening. Thank you out there ladies and gentlemen for being a part of the wonder. That is DDT wrestling. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Send us emails, send us topics. You can just tweet us the topics. All right. We'll be we'll be 21st century. Email might be a thing of the past. Um until we well maybe not a thing of the past, but there are other ways for you to get topics to us. Really We need to come up with a good hashtag. You're not listening anymore. I am. Kind of. Sort of. Hey, Stephanie McMahon's back. Oh, come on. We'll see you around the neighborhood.